Life by Divine with Sue Tomei fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue Demay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue Demay. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. It's an honor to be here once again. And the message I am inspired to share with you today is hidden pathogens that feed fear and block your intuition. So I'm going to speak from my personal experience, but also the experiences I've had with my clients and working with different pathogens, different bacterias, different like yeast and things like that, that I've seen over the years how they actually influence us physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically. And I would love to share as much as I can today just to empower you with this knowledge, with this information, so that you can have an understanding. When we have a level of understanding at the mind, then we can actually really sink in and follow the guidance and let our heart lead us and let the divine kind of guide us to who we're meant to see, how we're meant to, you know, heal. And it really gives us directions moment by moment. If we can get out of our heads and into our hearts, a lot of times when we're in our head trying to understand and we're asking why, or trying to make sense of what's happening with us physically, we get caught up in needing the understanding. And a lot of times that need for an understanding becomes a block itself. So today I want to talk about different pathogens. I'm going to focus on one in particular because it's one that I really feel the majority of people are struggling with and have no idea or have never heard of it. And then I'll talk a little bit about some other, other things that actually feed fear and block intuition. If you want to kind of dive deep into just stuff in general that feed fear, feed your ego, and will block intuition, there is a previous episode I did. I think it's called uh, Feeding Your Ego, something like that, things that feed your ego. And you can look at heartledliving.com forward slash radio. If you go to that page and scroll down, you'll see all of the previous episodes. There's more than 70 episodes. And you can go and scroll through and find any of the episodes that stand out for you and, and resonate with you. You can download them, keep them, put them on your own system, your own devices, and listen to them anytime. So I do the live radio show every Tuesday at 9, but I also every episode is available on all the other podcast platforms as well. So you can go to iTunes or iHeart or wherever you prefer to listen you can listen there and stream, or you can download it and keep it and put it onto your device and listen to it whenever it's convenient. There's so much information I've shared over the, the last year and a half doing the radio show, and I really want to encourage you to go back and listen. Some of the episodes will really resonate, and you probably want to listen to them more than once, and others you'll kind of get little pieces from it. The main thing with all of the episodes and pretty much everything I put out in, in the world, but also anything you read or anything you come in, in contact with any time at any point, the last stop always needs to be your heart. When you're looking out into the world for answers or for an understanding 
or to make sense of what's going on with your body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, it's important to gather information, but take that information into your heart space and take what resonates and let the rest go. I do this even with doctor's appointments. So I've gone recently, I've had some issues with my health, which I'll share about, I'll talk about. But every time I go to a practitioner or I go to a doctor or receive tests, I always take whatever they tell me, whatever advice, whatever information, and I bring it into my heart. So the heart is always the last stop. Your heart is always the last stop. Even anything I share in this episode or any other venue, I want you to take what resonates, bring it into your heart and tune into it and then ask for guidance from there. That's life by divine. That's heart-led living. Now, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of things that you will be told that you should be doing or that you could be doing or that you shouldn't be doing or that you can't do. And there's so much information. There's so many opinions. There's so many preferences. There's just a lot of information. In fact, we can almost be overburdened or like overloaded with information. Anything you need right now is at your fingertips. A quick Google search will pull up so much information. And a lot of times when we're searching or seeking for an understanding, we can become overwhelmed with information. And that's an, another tactic that the ego likes to use to distract us, to keep us busy searching, seeking, looking for an answer. And really, truly, all the answers are within our hearts. And when we can get out of our heads and into our hearts, we can actually get the beautiful guidance that we need for our particular path of healing and awakening. Our path is very unique from everybody else. And we may have similarities and we may go to certain practitioners the same as somebody else, or we may have certain pieces of the puzzle that, that land and resonate for more than one person. But really what it comes down to it, your recipe for healing and awakening to the truth of who you are is very unique to you. So if you are out in the world and someone says, this one thing, it works for every single person, then that's, that can't be true because certain things that point to the truth in me will not be pointers or fingers to the truth for you or for somebody else. There may be things that, that are similar, that we both resonate with, that we both you know, can embrace and say yes to and feel. And then there's other things that won't. So there's no one recipe fits all. And that's the beautiful thing about embracing our humanness, being able to really honor our humanness, honor our similarities, honor our differences as our human beings, as we are in this human form, having this human experience. This is information I'm going to share today is information that's based on my own experiences, my research and understanding that I've done personally, and then also my work that I've done with my clients in the last two or three years, particularly around the mycoplasma, which I'm going to talk about. So when we have these experiences personally, we need to understand that some things that I say or share, you'll resonate with, and then other things you won't. 
again, the last step is always your heart. When it comes to your health, even if it's a doctor, even if it's a practitioner, yes, go seek advice. Yes, if you're guided, go do some tests. I'm not saying that that medical is not necessary. It is necessary. It, it has a role. It has a part to play. And I definitely use Western medicine and Eastern medicine and every other kind of medicine in between when I'm guided. That's the key is when I'm guided. And if I'm not sure, then I go in. When in doubt, then go check it out. Go see a practitioner. Go gather information. Go get some tests. If you're in doubt, you're not sure, then but that might be a choice for peace for you. So this is not about whether you should or shouldn't go to a doctor or whether you should or shouldn't listen to advice. It's really about honoring your experience and honoring your intuition around your own health care and the steps that you're to take for healing and for your awakening. Now, so let me backtrack a little bit here. So here I'm back in Turks and Caicos for the moment where we're getting our condo ready to sell. And for those of you that hadn't heard, we actually have decided, um, I was guided to, that's really what it came down to. Everybody's like, why are you doing it? What's going on? What's behind it? Why don't you just, there's all this advice and there's all these opinions. And I'm like, really what it comes down to right now is when I tune into my heart at this time, we are clearly guided to sell what we have going on here in Turks and Caicos and we're buying a house in, um, in British Columbia, in Canada. That's crystal clear. And for me, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of things I can explain. There's a lot of stories I can make up. But really what it comes down to is that's the guidance, period. That's what I'm guided to do. Therefore, that's what I'm doing. And it's taken me some time to unwind my mind and really align with the guidance and kind of let go of any of my attachments and let go of any of my fears and release any of my objections and really sink deep into trust. And that's my process. That's what I do. That's life by divine. That's heart-led living. That's the principles I live and breathe and teach. And when I'm here this time around, it's very interesting because I've had some really intense health stuff come up and you could call it a bit of a health crisis, I guess, is, is one way to label it. And some people kind of label it that way. And it really did feel like I hit a wall. So after six months of, you know, intense, stressful dealings with, with people and situation around this, um, this strata situation and some corruption that was happening and stuff like that. And I was trying to expose the truth with all of that. I went into a very, managing, you know, life and doing what I could to just keep my head above water. So I was treading, treading water for a long time, for six months. And although there was a stress response in my body, a lot of times I was doing my best to keep my body at peace and to kind of come back into this place of feeling, you know, calm and breathing. And, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. It was a big call to stay in alignment and remain at peace and remain at that place of peace and to stay in alignment with love and follow my guidance over and over and over again, because I was basically, there was a lot of attack. There was a lot of um, interference. There was a lot of distraction. There was a lot of time and it was consuming a lot of energy and it, you know, it was challenging. 
So during that time, I kind of felt like I was a little bit on it, definitely in that flight or fight response. So I definitely could feel my stress hormones were on and kicked in. I was in that, that survival mode in, in some ways and, you know, on in defense and, you know, working on letting go of those defenses so that I could stay in that place of peace and defenselessness, but it was really challenging at the same time. So it was a very powerful classroom for me to practice what I teach. When everything was over after the meeting, I went home and I was really clearly guided. I talked to my husband and we, we were clearly both on the same page that we were going to sell and move everything back to Canada. And it felt good. But at the same time, I suddenly, I, although mentally it felt good, physically I had this huge reaction and my body went into this dense, heavy, chronic fatigue feeling. And I've had this before. I've had these feelings before. I've had this experience before in my body because I'm highly sensitive and because my immune system's a little bit susceptible because of my liver and a couple other things. I tend to you know, have things that come into my body that really may not really impact other people, but for me, it's a real pull or drain on my system. And mycoplasma is one of those things. So I was tuning into the energy of mycoplasma and I couldn't pick it up. I couldn't feel it inside my body because it has a very distinct energetic imprint. But I knew something was going on and I knew I, I was feeling very mm, like there was something in my system that shouldn't be there. So I wasn't really, mycoplasma wasn't really on my radar. I was kind of feeling it was something else but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I had lost a lot of weight. I was like, literally my clothes were hanging off me. I had really low energy. I felt like I, you know, I would do one or two things. And then I feel like I had to lie down and, and get on the couch and just rest. So I didn't have sustainable energy. I would poop out really quick and, and literally spending five or six hours resting. So it was a real intense physical response after all of this, you know, heightened kind of survival mode stuff for six months. So I was going to the doctor for tests. I was, we were having different tests and blood tests and x-rays and all this kind of stuff, just trying to rule out or figure out what was going on. And all the while I knew I could feel there was something pulling on my system and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was kind of like, is it a parasite? Is it something else? I'm like, it, it just was really kind of eluding me. So I finally ended up going to see a friend of mine who does different testing than the traditional testing. He's a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, but he does this energetic testing and it's able to measure kind of what's happening in your energetic meridians. And it actually measures what's going on in your different systems. And for me, that was like, it, it, it really gives me the answers I need and the understanding that I need. And through that and through some other work, and we basically have discovered in my system that there was just a whole boatload of stuff. So I had two parasites. I have salmonella. I have mycoplasma. I have ehrlichia, which is a tick-borne disease down here in Turks and Caicos. And so there was like a whole recipe that created this perfect storm inside my body, which made me crash. During that time, 
of the crash, I was really feeling like my ego was just empowered. It was the fear thoughts coming in. I, I had to really watch those thoughts. And then they would kind of drag me down into these wormholes of confusion and doubt and sometimes despair. And I was just really feeling moments of depression and moments of heaviness and density and darkness. So I would, you know, with all the tools that I have and with all the, the information I have, I would bring myself out of those places and then only to find myself right back there again. And they got to the point where I could kind of hold my own. I could kind of hold steady in this kind of blah state, let's say, my blah feeling, where I would just get quiet and I wouldn't really talk. And I could get on, do my member calls and do my radio show. And that was it. The rest of the week, I was literally on the couch. I would do one or two hours of work and that was it. So for me, that time was really about me watching my thoughts, processing my emotions, bringing myself back into alignment over and over and over again. But the pull on my system and the empowerment of my ego, I just felt like something was feeding it and something was blocking my ability to stay in alignment. So it was a lot of work. It took a lot of work to stay in alignment. Mycoplasma is one of those bacterial pathogens that really feeds the ego, feeds your fear, and creates really confusing symptoms. So I want to focus today on talking about mycoplasma, and we will talk a little bit about some other pathogens and things that will actually influence your, your mind in a certain way, as well as emotionally and energetically. So I want to talk a little bit about information about these particular things that can influence your body and influence your mind and influence you emotionally as well as energetically so that you can feel empowered and have an understanding. And maybe even this is something that's actually currently plaguing you and you don't even realize. And as I'm speaking about it, if there's something resonating deep inside of you, then that's probably a finger pointing to something you need to look at. When I first was introduced to mycoplasma, it was a couple years ago, it was probably about three years ago. And I was having this really difficult time staying in alignment with spirit and, and really listening to the divine message within me. I kept being pulled out into the ego and it was more particularly around my body. And I got to this place where I'm just like, I just want to trade in this body. This body sucks. It's too weak. It's too this. I just want a new model. Like, you know, can I get a new car kind of feeling, right? Can I just have a new body? And at the same time, I recognize that my body's very sensitive and it's, and it's part of my gift, my ability to actually tune in and feel and sense people's stuff within my own systems gives me messages, right? So I've, I've learned how to turn it on, turn it off to protect myself. But in this particular time period, I was really getting spiraled down. I felt like I was running on a hamster wheel trying to figure it out, but I was also being pulled down a wormhole and that wormhole was full of doubt and fear and despair around my body. When we discovered that I had mycoplasma and a practitioner had said to me, the, even, even just writing the word down, I was just like, ding, like something inside of me was just like, that's it. So I started to look at what is this mycoplasma? Why does it have such a strong pull and impact on our, on our systems, especially mentally and emotionally? How is it that it feeds the ego so perfectly 
and empowers it in such a way that it, uh, that we even the even those that are really intuitive have a hard time getting out of it. So that's what I'm going to share with you today to give you as much information as I can. So let's look at mycoplasma and break it down a little bit. I mentioned already it has an impact emotionally and mentally on our well-being. There's also that physical effect on the body. Now, there's different strains of mycoplasma. Mycoplasma is a bacterial pathogen and it has diff there's different strains and the different strains will have a different impact on your body and on your systems. But the main thing it does is what I find is that it, its biggest role is kind of creating a lot of confusing symptoms that often keep us running on a hamster wheel, chasing answers from different medical tests, from different professionals, only to come back empty handed with like normal test results or inconclusive results. Mycoplasma causes so much havoc within our systems. And most people have never heard of it and they don't even know to look for it. And a lot of times it's actually a really strong root cause of many symptoms. So let me help you understand it a bit better today. When we start to look at identifying and removing mycoplasma from our bodies, again, I'm going to speak from my personal experience and I just want you to take what resonates, but I need you to understand that it will probably influence people's bodies slightly different, but there's a very unique energetic signature, energy signature of mycoplasma that I've come in contact with that I can kind of detect now in people. So if I'm working with somebody and I'm tuning into their body, I'm like, oh, okay, you have mycoplasma. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can know it because it's very familiar to me now. And at the same time, it's so clever because it, sh it shifts and changes shape. It's a shift changer. It's a shape shifter, just like the ego is. And it changes and evolves and it moves and it hides. The interesting thing with mycoplasma is it has no cell wall. So it can kind of camp out in your lungs, for instance, and the body doesn't recognize it as foreign because it kind of takes this position where it's like, I'm a lung cell. Don't look over here. I'm a lung cell. So it's very stealth-like. It's able to hide and it's able to kind of sneak in there and become like the lung itself. So the body doesn't even recognize it as foreign, but it ends up wreaking havoc. It has a real affinity for the DNA. So it really gets into the cells and it's almost like it, it becomes, you know, a liver cell or it becomes a, an intestinal lining cell. It's, it, it just camps out there and it gets really deeply rooted. And the longer it's in the system, the more it proliferates and the more it pulls on, on our system. So what I found with different strains is it either kind of pushes on the system, kind of like pressing the gas and putting the gas on hard. So it's running, running you ragged and really push, 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 or it pulls on your system. And it's kind of like a break. It's like putting your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. So you're trying to continue, but there's this break that's kind of like resisting and causing that your system to be pulled and dragged down. Depending on the strain, it can have a different impact on your body. It has different characteristics and it's evolved over the years as well. Mycoplasma is 
a pathogen that naturally occurs in nature. So you can pretty much find it anywhere. It can, it's in the soil. It's, it's everywhere. It's in our food. It's everywhere. Now, if you have a compromised system or you're feeling a little bit drained, it can actually get in there and, and set up camp. And that's where we run into problems. So if you're recognizing or resonating with some of the ways I'm describing this bacteria, chances are you have this pathogen somewhere inside of you. Now, so there's different versions of the mycoplasma. Some of it has like more of an affinity for the lungs. So if you have like a chronic bronchitis or a cough that just won't go away, it, it's probably, it's like a mucoid kind of experience and that's the mycoplasma. It can also camp out in the, in the guts and that's where it's really kind of wreaked havoc in my body, in my digestive system. Like the, the, the gut is kind of known as the second brain. So it had, there's a lot that can kind of get in there and can impact us on so many levels, especially mentally and emotionally. Now there's also a biologically modified version that was reportedly used as a biological weapon. So they took mycoplasma and modified it. This modified version is more evolved. Since it was modified, it actually evolved even more. And it has become even more defensive. And it's very evasive, meaning it can really hide and and be stealth-like and, and it's almost like you look over and it disappears. Like as soon as you, you shine light on it, it kind of runs into another direction and hides. It's very evasive and it's very aggressive in nature. So this pathogen, because it's so adaptable and it can morph and shift shape in order to survive in whatever environment it is in, including in your body, it will really stop at nothing to survive. It's very resilient and it's like it's resilient nature and sheer determination to adapt reminds me a lot of the ego. The ego has that strong drive to survive and it, it, the ego's basically survival depends on you buying into fear. If you buy into fear, if you believe the fear, even if it's love, even if it's fear disguised as love, if you buy into it, then the ego thrives. The ways we starve the ego is by exposing the ways that the ego has hijacked us or has kind of cleverly hidden is the, the spiritual ego, all those kinds of things I talk about in my book, The Evolution of the Ego. So when I'm talking about mycoplasma, it's very much like the ego. The two of them are best pals. They feed off each other. They thrive off each other and they do very well together. So let's take a look at first how it impacts the body physically a little bit more. And then we'll go into the mental and emotional kind of impact of it. So some people would classify mycoplasma as a neurotoxin because of the toxins it produces and the fact that it has a strong affinity for the nervous system. It creates inflammation in the body. It can contribute to autoimmune symptoms, chronic fatigue, low immunity. It can be found pretty much anywhere in the body. However, it does have kind of those places where it likes to camp out, especially certain strains. We've got the strain that really likes to camp out in the lungs, in the gut, bladder. 
that sort of thing. So it has a common place where it likes to reside. I mentioned earlier, mycoplasma has no cell wall. So that allows it to really play hide and seek in our body. And it can blend in by pretending to be the cell of the organ where it's living. And this is where it really gets challenging for people because it's stealth-like and it's cleverly hidden within the organ that it decides where to make, you know, take up shop or make its home. This becomes identifying it as a foreign invader and fighting it off and healing it a lot more challenging because it's so well hidden. That's why if you're kind of feeling like a deep, like resonance, like, oh, this, you're speaking to me. I feel this. I know that I have it. I can't explain why there's not a test I can do to show it, but there's something about it. If you're feeling that chances are you have mycoplasma in your body and it's set up enough in a way that it's actually impacting you. So I'm going to share a little bit later how you can work with it and how I, what I use to, to treat it, to release it from my body. So that's the physical. I'm going to take, let, let me take a short break here because it's already halfway through the show. I could talk forever on this one. I think <laughs> might have to do another episode. So let's take a short break. And then when I come back, I'm going to talk more about the emotional and mental impact, as well as the energetic impact of this pathogen and a few others, and then what you can do about it to protect yourself and keep yourself from having this pathogen camp out in your body and actually wreak havoc in your systems. We'll be right back. Imagine a one-of-a-kind, sacred, transformational experience that is infused with high vibrational healing energy and personalized guidance and insight. Receive a one-on-one, -on -one, live, private, intuitive healing experience with Sue as she follows her guidance and delivers exactly what you need in the moment, leaving a lasting imprint. During this private healing experience, Sue draws on a multitude of gifts, skills, channeled healing, coaching, and mind-body-soul insights a divinely downloaded transmission specifically for you. Whether you have questions about your health, relationships, career, or wish to receive a message from a loved one who passed, or you need a soul retrieval or support clearing a block or blind spot, this one-on-one -on -one private intuitive healing experience with Sue will transform you. To learn more and to book a divine appointment with Sue, visit heartledliving.com forward slash intuitive healing. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I am your host, Sue Dumay. Today, I've been talking about hidden pathogens that feed fear and block intuition. And we've been talking specifically about mycoplasma. I shared about how mycoplasma affects the physical body, and I'm just going into how it affects us mentally and emotionally and energetically. And then I'll share what we can do about it, how you can clear it from your system if you know that, if you sense that you have this in your system. So, when it comes to the mental and emotional impact of mycoplasma, once it sets up residence, once it kind of comes in there, and I think for me in this last time around, before when I had mycoplasma, it was really deeply rooted in there. It was very hidden. I didn't realize it because I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I had no, idea, no clue about it. When I've had an awareness of it and I, and I understand the energetic imprint of it. It's a very specific energetic signature. I can detect it quicker now. So if it's in my body, I'm like, oh, there it is. And I usually take 
something and it clears it right away. This particular time, because I had so much going on for me with this stressful situation that I was going through, but also I was exposed to salmonella and ehrlichia and an, a liver parasite and intestinal parasite. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on for me. The mycoplasma found its way in there and I didn't realize it was there. So when I started to feel kind of that depressed kind of feeling of despair, it felt familiar. It felt like mycoplasma, but again, it was so cleverly hidden and it was so buried by everything else that I couldn't identify it. But generally, mentally, it can really create feelings of depression, hopelessness, confusion. There's really a lot of times a feeling of despair, uncertainty, or doubt. Now, one person could just, it could just feed doubt, like it feeds fear in general, and it feeds the ego mind. And the ego will use whatever point of weakness is happening at the time, whatever it can find to drag you down into a wormhole. So mycoplasma empowers the ego mind to find these points of weakness. So a lot of times the points of weakness are confusion, uncertainty, and doubt, and feeding fear in that way. Other times it become even more heavier. So you could actually find yourself slipping into hopelessness, helplessness, despair, even depression. So this is one of those pathogens that, you know, probably gets underdiagnosed or completely overlooked because people will come in and showing signs of depression or showing signs of, of, you know, helplessness and hopelessness. And then they end up getting like an antidepressant. So you end up putting, you know, these bandages and temporary fixes on things or treating the symptoms, but never really getting to the root. So I'm not saying that all depression is, is rooted in mycoplasma, but it's definitely something I would look at and I would treat as part of it. Personally, I would look at that first. So that's the, the state of the mental impact. It really feels out of your control. So for me, who I have a very high awareness, I'm, I, you know, have a high level of consciousness. I have a lot of tools, mind body tools, all those kinds of things. When I was really struggling and I could feel myself being pulled down into these wormholes, I had to really question, what is it that's pulling me down? It's not just my ego mind. I could feel that there was a pull on my systems. It was different. It felt different. So that's where it was challenging for me because the traditional medical tests weren't showing anything. And that's where when I had this particular test that reveals more the results that I needed to have the understanding of what was really going on in my system, which is the parasites and the pathogens, then everything shifted. So energetically, again, how it pulls on the system, I go back to like, is it fast moving? Is it that, is it pushing the gas and really pushing your systems into overdrive or is it more of a slow moving, dragging you down feeling? Is it like kind of pushing on the brake while you're trying to drive, pulling on your system and creating a heavy kind of density in your system? So energetically, it can kind of have a feeling where it's kind of revving you up and pooping you out. So you then have that chronic fatigue, like you have these bursts of energy and then these hit the wall kind of moments or you're on the couch for the rest of the day kind of moments. Or it can have just a 
constant pull on your system where it just drags. It's like you're walking along and you have like this big, huge anchor you're dragging behind you and it's exhausting. If you're feeling any of that, I would encourage you to consider whether you have mycoplasma in your body or not. And the one thing that I have found that really works well, if I'm not using homeopathic or kind of that, those types of remedies, what I found, the supplement that I found worked for me and for my family is called NAC. It's N-acetylene cysteine. It's an amino acid based on cysteine. And it's, it's called NAC. Basically, that's the supplement on the bottle. And this particular supplement is great at breaking down mucus in the body. So because mycoplasma is kind of a mucoid pathogen, creates mucoid kind of a mucus in the body, NAC works well with it. So if my son comes home from high school, and of course, you know, it, I told you that mycoplasma is everywhere basically, and he comes home and he instant, he does this funny little thing with his nose, with the breathing. As soon as the mycoplasma gets into his system, it always goes into his sinuses and his lungs. And so it's different than, than mine a lot of times. So that's where his immunity kind of like, that's where that point of weakness is for him, for the mycoplasma. So if he comes home and I instantly can tell he's got that inflammation in his sinuses, I get him to take a NAC, usually one or two, one a day for a couple of days and it's gone. If I mention to him, you need to take an NAC and he doesn't, usually within two or three days, he's got like a full blown cold or he's like, you know, got all the sniffles and the mucus and everything. And I, I, I try not to say I told you so, but every once in a while as a mom, I'm like, you know, if you just would have took the NAC the first day, then this, you would have avoided all of this. So I find that the sooner you can catch it when you first have it introduced into your body, then the quicker you can overcome it without all the symptoms. So for me, because I know what it feels like energetically, when it's in my system, I can feel it. And I can take an NAC and it usually nips it pretty quick in the bud. So there's usually like one or two days I take the NAC and then it clears up. When it gets a little more deeply rooted into your system, you may have to take the NAC a little bit longer. When my son was in elementary school, at one point he had this really chronic cough, like a chronic mucusy cough and his lungs and it just wouldn't go away. So no matter what I tried for like three months, he would cough and it would go away for like three or four days. And I was thinking, okay, we're getting like, we're getting past it. And then he'd come and he'd just be coughing again, like he was the day before week before. So I finally got a hold of somebody and they recommended NAC because it was very mucusy, his cough. And that's what I was recognizing now in hindsight, he probably had mycoplasma in his system. And that's why it was lingering and he couldn't quite get past it because it was so cleverly hidden in the body and the body doesn't know how to fight it off because it just takes up shop and, and pretends to be a lung cell. So the body's like looking for the foreign, you know, foreign pathogens and it doesn't recognize it as foreign because it has no cell wall and it's sitting there looking like a, like it's a lung cell. So the body, the body bypasses it. So NAC is very effective supplement in, in that. In, of course, any antioxidant will help. Vitamin C, those kinds of things can help strengthen your immune system, strengthen your body. Eating healthy, obviously, will help. Any kind of sugars actually suppress 
your immune system, depress your immune system for up to four hours. Even just one gram of sugar can actually depress your system for about an hour, for about four hours. So your anything you can do to boost your immune system when you're clearing it. Again, like I said, if it's just one or two, you kind of feel like you just got introduced to it, then one or two days, maybe a week. If you have had a chronic cough for three months or longer, or off and on, it keeps coming back and it's very mucusy feeling in the lungs, then chances are you're going to, then, then you could use, you could try NAC. As I talk about these supplements or any kind of supplements or any kind of medical, medical advice, or supplement advice or anything like that. Of course, you know, I can't diagnose you at this point. I, I'm, I'm just sharing information. So the best thing to do is take it into your heart, tune into your intuition and trust your body to guide you and lead you. If you're meant to take NAC on some deep level, you will know, you will know it. Follow that guidance, follow that intuition trust your intuition, your body knows, and it will guide you to what you need and how long you need it. So if you're feeling like, and I'm talking about NAC and something inside of you is like, ding, 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 then explore that for yourself and tune in to whether you need it and how long you should take it or get some medical advice from, from a health practitioner, a natural health practitioner around it. So that's, that's mycoplasma. There are other remedies that work with it. You can see naturopath. You can go and see a uh, traditional Chinese medicine who specializes in that as well. So they, they tend not to talk about kind of mycoplasma. A lot of people don't talk about mycoplasma. So it's not always something that you that people will identify in your system, but there are practitioners out there that can help you. The best doctor, the best nurse, the best pharmacist, the best person to turn to advice for your own heart is the divine within you that can guide you and lead you and direct you moment to moment with everything. So when it comes to my own health and practitioners recommending, you know, say they recommend three different things to try, I tune in and if I get two of the three that resonate inside and I get a yes in my heart, I follow and the other one I'm open to, but I'm not attached to. So sometimes it's a matter of starting with two and then shifting to the third. Or sometimes I just get, nope, um, that, that third one doesn't resonate. Therefore, it's a no. And I just let it go. So I really learned, have learned to trust my intuition around it. And I use my intuition to really guide me on my path and discovering what my unique recipe for healing is. And that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm actually, I've just been on these, I'm on these remedies. I'm also taking different supplements right now to support my body. I'm taking some antiparasitic. So getting rid of the, the liver parasite and the intestinal parasite. And what I'm finding is I can, I can push my body to a certain point without collapsing, but I need to really be discerning around how much and what my body needs and when. And that's part of my unique recipe and my body's needs. And your body's needs will be discovered. You'll, you'll discover them the more you tune into them and follow your intuition around it. So other pathogens or other things that I have discovered over the years that really kind of pull on the system or feed fear, yeast is another one of those. So if you have yeast in your body and it's thriving, 
and you, whether you know it or not, it actually feeds fear as well. It feeds fear, confusion, doubt, and it is one of those one of those as well, like that, that just kind of likes to set up camp, really wreak havoc on the systems as well. So if you're questioning whether you have yeast, then there are definitely practitioners out there and different resources and stuff that you can get that will help you remove yeast from your body. And it's definitely worth doing. And a lot of times people don't realize just how much these things are actually impacting your systems and impacting you mentally, emotionally, energetically, and physically until you actually are free from it. So until I actually cleared all of these things from my system and I was living free from them for a long time, I didn't realize until after they were clear just how much they were impacting me. And I remember having the yeast finally clear the yeast from my body and something happened and I ate something and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can feel the yeast. It just was like instantly, it was just like, there it is. So I was able to clear it right away again, but I can definitely feel like just how quickly it had a pull on my system. So parasites can have this a similar effect. Not only physically are they impacting you, but a lot of times they will impact your mental ability as well to, it, it influences your thoughts. It feeds fear. It feeds the ego. So being aware of any intestinal parasites or any other parasites in the body as well can influence how you feel mentally and emotionally. Food has that impact as well. And I talked about that in the previous episode. If you search on heartledliving.com forward slash radio, you can go back and find that episode that I talked about, about how certain things feed the ego, feed fear. I've talked about like alcohol and food and all those kinds of things in that episode. So recognizing the pull or impact or influence it has on your mind and your emotions and your physical body can help you be empowered to have the awareness to tune in and identify these pathogens or these parasites or the yeast before it actually really sets up camp in your systems. Now, I don't want to discourage you because once it sets up camps, there's still things you can do once it's in there and once it's rooted in there. There's still things you can do. It's just going to take a little longer to unwind from it and to kind of clear it from your system. The more you can become aware and the more you can become attuned to it, then the better you're going to be equipped to deal with it if, you're in, if you have that influence or that if you're suddenly feeling mycoplasma in your system, you have that exposure, then you'll be able to do something quicker and not have it really root, root, root itself in your body. So I hope this is helpful. I hope it's giving you some idea, especially with the mycoplasmas. I feel like there's nobody really talking about it and there's not a lot of practitioners that understand it. There's definitely not doctors that are talking about it much. And there's a you know a whole conspiracy piece around it and the whole biological, you know, weapon and, and modified version, that, which I believe once we kind of biologically modify a pathogen, it kind of has, it, the, we're kind of empowering it to evolve on its own accord. And it, I, I have a feeling what happened is it got away from them. 
and they couldn't control it. They couldn't contain it. And that's just what happens because, you know, nature finds a way to, to create its own environment and, and to survive whatever it needs to survive. And, and that's what mycoplasma does. It's a master of survival, just like the ego. It does its best to survive. And then when it can't survive it, it sits back and goes dormant. And then when it's ready, it thrives. When it, has, when it sees an opportunity, it jumps in and takes it. And that's like mycoplasma as well. So the more you can boost your immune system, the more you can boost your mental immunity, your emotional immunity, as well as your physical immunity, the more likely you're going to be able to identify when these uh, pathogens are actually influencing your mental and emotional capacities. Now, when you are tuning in, and if you're unsure, there are different intuitive healers, there's different people that can tune in and help you identify. And that, that's the one thing that I love to do is help people become vibrationally attuned to these different things in their body. And so that I, I, I want to empower my clients. I want to empower my members so that they can then identify it for themselves. So a lot of times I'll do a session with my clients or on the member calls, they'll come on and I'll support them. And what we'll do is I'll tune in and give them a felt energetic experience of that particular pathogen or parasite or whatever's going on for them so that they can identify it so that they can become attuned to it. So they can begin to become familiar with what it feels like to be, to have it present and then what it feels like to have it absent. And then that empowers that individual to be able to identify it when it comes back into their system. So with my son, he's, you see, he doesn't really care <laughs> about tuning into it or not tuning into it. He's just, you know, he has his own, he's a teenager and that's just the way it is. So it's, it's up to me to kind of tune into it for him and to, you know, suggest he take the NAC, but then I empower him to make that choice for himself. If he decides to, great. If he doesn't, then I just have him, you know, find his own way and learn his own lessons. And that's, that's all I can do. So when it comes to your own health and empowering yourself with information and understanding, that's where you can really make a difference by, you know, working with somebody if you need to, to help them give you enough of an understanding or give you a felt experience of what that energetic imprint is on what's going on with your body so that you can start to feel empowered and making those empowered choices for yourself as you go along. So as of today, I'm feeling a lot better. I have a lot more energy. I, I didn't do my radio show last week. I ended up playing a, a replay. I woke up that morning and I was just, I could feel like a real strong pull on my system. I was flying out that night to come to Turks and Caicos and I could just really feel like I was about to push myself over the edge. So I made a choice for love and I ran a repeat of last week's episode, the week before episode. And I really just took care of myself that day, preparing to fly and do an overnight flight to, to get to Turks and Caicos. Now that I'm here and I started these different remedies, I definitely feel like I'm kind of turning a corner, but at the same time, you know, these kinds of, as you're releasing mycoplasma, it actually releases toxins in the body when it like die off toxins is you have these die off symptoms a lot of times the same thing with the parasites so if i'm clearing two different parasites at the same time as clearing mycoplasma and salmonella and ehrlichia 
then we're talking about like a lot of symptoms that come in as a result of clearing these things from the body. So a lot of times parasites, you have these die off symptoms because as that parasite is dying off, it kind of releases some toxins or it can release some different things in the body that create more of an intensity. So sometimes when you're clearing this stuff, like with mycoplasma, sometimes you might feel a little bit worse before you start to feel better. So just giving you that information so that you don't get, let, let that despair, <laughs> let the mycoplasma kind of feed your ego mind and make you quit before the miracle. I would encourage you to really just trust your intuition and, and tune into your heart versus your head and make sure that you stay attuned to how you can take care of yourself while you're clearing these things from your system. So that's all I'm going to share today. That's a whole boatload of information, a lot of information. And I just want you to take what you need, take what resonates, leave the rest behind, maybe come back again and listen if you need to. And if it resonates on a deep level, just know that you probably want to take a look at that for you and see what is in your system, what's hidden, what's hiding behind the scenes, the same way the ego can inject viruses to run in the background of the mind's computer. The mycoplasma can embed certain things in your body that that just creates havoc on your systems and you don't even realize. And a lot of times if you have more than one pathogen or more than one thing going on, it becomes very confusing because a lot of the symptoms don't necessarily make sense together and can kind of take you on these different tangents and detours trying to figure it out. So sometimes it's a little bit of unraveling a rat's nest when it comes to health. And that's why I like to work with people one-on-one -on -one to really help them kind of peel away those layers and unravel the, the threads and, and really help people get in and underneath the, the root cause of a lot of their symptoms. Because a lot of times it's physical, but sometimes it's actually mental, emotional, spiritual, or energetic even. You can have past life stuff. You can have well, so much trauma from childhood all influencing it all as well. So it can be confusing. And just know that if you follow your heart, if you trust your intuition, you'll be guided to who and how and where you're meant to go for healing and for support. You don't have to do it alone. And that's one of the lessons I learned this time around as well, which is really leaning on my mighty companions and leaning on those that I know can support me. And it's really important for us not to isolate ourselves and to, to lean in and lean back whenever we need it on somebody, somebody into somebody's arms um, and receive the support we're meant to. So that is it. All I have to say for today, but I appreciate you coming. I, I really, I, I'm really grateful for this time and I'm really grateful that you're here and you're listening and I would encourage you to reach out if you have any questions or if you have any comments, love to hear from you. Until next week, I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you and I love you. All the best this week. Blessings and love until next time. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.